morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on this beautiful, gorgeous Thursday morning from the Hole in the Ceiling Studios right here in the Deer Valley Air Park. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Looks like more and more and more of you are remembering that number. The website at allamericangold.com, that's where you get educated, right? We, we get all the news articles, all the videos, all of those things to keep you all informed, keep you in the know. Uh, information about our medals program, we probably, you know, definitely don't talk about that enough is out there. Uh, if you want to get into to a monthly type buying situation, check out the medals program. Of course, we do IRAs, right? If you want to get yourself a precious metals IRA, we can help you do that as well. Got that information out there. Of course, the shopping cart where you can order online, uh, the prices, you name it. All of that's out there at allamericangold.com. Thank you very much to all of you uh, that were wishing me a happy birthday yesterday. Uh, very much appreciated. Uh, we had a nice night last night. Uh, the the wife and the boys and I, they wanted to do something a little more than I wanted to. You know, as you get older, especially I think, guy, you know what, we're just not into celebrating the birthdays. But we had a we had a nice uh, Mexican dinner. We had it at home, and it was just exactly what what I wanted. Nice and simple, short and sweet. But again, thank you so much. Uh, hopefully, this time next year we'll talk about the next one. Uh, up until that, I don't want to talk about my birthday again. So, but thank you all very very much. Did you see it happen? And I don't. I guess I do. I like to say I told you so. But I told you so. Uh, the Federal Reserve released their minutes uh, yesterday afternoon after the markets uh, had closed, the gold markets had closed. So we have uh, some electronic differences in price, the, the overall price, like uh, as an example. So gold's up about $8.5, 1200 Eighty-five dollars, twelve eighty-five, twelve eighty-six from the New York close to to right now. I think uh, if you go out to our website, I think they have it up like three bucks. Uh, but twelve eighty-five, twelve eighty-six is the price. Silver. I've been telling you about silver. Silver is up another eleven cents right now at seventeen oh five. I think Kiko's got it down right. Either down a penny or flat or unchanged, but that was all having to do with the timing because it was again the devil's always in the detail. What was it that the Federal Reserve came out and, and owned up to that had changed everything? The Dow's down a hundred and thirty plus points, uh, S and P's down seventeen, the Nasdaq's down fifty five. But what was it that was in there? We're going to talk all about it because, really, there was two things that really caught my attention in the in the Federal Reserve minutes that are going to be very indicative of exactly what I've been telling you is going to happen. Then news broke this morning, Walmart, and we've been talking about retail and how bad it really is. You know, the Dick CEO saying, hey, retailers are in panic mode. 
revenue number. They did. But it was how they did it that had everybody, uh, Walmart's down pretty heavily today. L brand. That's the, you know, Victoria Secret. They didn't even have her. They just came out and said, hey, well, we got a problem. The store closures are not done. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you, this may this year may have been the easy one. Well, I guess the smaller one. I think we're going to see a big ramp up in store closings uh, coming into the holiday season and then, of course, in, into 2018. Uh, we'll break down all of that and, and much, much more as we as we kind of try to figure out where everything is heading. There was uh, one piece of economic data that came out today, and it had to do with manufacturing. And no, we're not going to talk about the job side of things, but again, it kind of reiterates what I've been telling you about the fake retail sales number that they released earlier this week. Manufacturing uh, fell in July, went in uh, a negative number, and the biggest decline in the sector, automobiles. And now we have an update. Bloomberg just updated us on what we would call deep subprime. And this is something, this goes back to the housing crisis. Remember when they told us, hey, everything's fine. Right, Ben Bernanke was out. Everything's okay. They dusted off all the bankers, and they were, oh no, it's great. We've got plenty of reserves, and and it's just a subprime problem. And when they first started talking about it, this was the first time we. First of all, that subprime became something we needed to be aware of, but it started in this category, the what they called the deep. Subprime. And Bloomberg came out with an update on that. We're going to share it all with you. Got a great show lined up for you. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be right back. Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll free number 800 951 0592. Yesterday I ran my little birthday special on the rolls of dimes and and I was positive we were going to sell through all of them. We should have. We actually, oh, excuse me here. You know what? Live radio. I didn't know I had my speaker on. We should have. We did. We, there's still, we still have like 55 rolls of dimes. Remember yesterday, we were selling them at $65, which puts that at $18.18 per ounce. And silver right now at 1705 So the last 55 rolls. And those are here. They are in stock. They are ready to go. Uh, now today, I mean, even a better deal, right? So uh, you're looking at what a dollar thirteen over spot on those last remaining rolls of dimes. We got a gold special we'll get to a little later, but let's finish off the birthday one first. Rolls of dimes, sixty-five bucks at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. What drove the market? And I'm finally glad to see, you know, this whole North Korea thing and the Guam thing, that 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 was nothing. Because gold didn't really react to that uh, when it was happening. 
They wanted to pretend like it was, but it was actually reacting to the actual economic data, first starting with the jobs number and all the waiters and the bartenders, right, and all that nonsense. You know, we've been talking about it for months and months and months. But now they're finally starting to realize, oh, no, that wage growth that they've been promising really isn't going to materialize. And now we get, again, today, huge weakness in the retail sector. Macy's trading at the lowest level since 2010, right? J.C. Penney's we talked about earlier. Now Walmart saying, hey, listen, we're gonna, they're going to slug it out with Amazon. That was kind of the big thing out of their earnings. And, and we're going to talk about how now Walmart did not make enough profit to support the dividends that they're paying in their stock buying uh, program. In other words, this is how compressed the retail market really is, and this is really what's got everybody kind of concerned, because if Walmart's going to battle Amazon, that's going to lead to even more places going out of business, and that's exactly what it looks like is going to happen. But the bigger news last night had to do with what the Fed said and then probably just as important, what they didn't say. Now, the story goes that there was a division with inside the Federal Reserve. And I don't really, I don't see a division. I see that they want to pretend that there's one. But they said that the divide occurred in the, now these were the minutes from the end of July. right? They had that meeting in July. Uh, you know, they you don't really, you know, two weeks after the meeting, they released the minutes. That's kind of how that works. They said that uh, they held rates, right, between one and one and a quarter percent. And it says that the the views on inflation have gotten some people's attention. The Federal Reserve essentially admitting to what it is that I've been telling you guys, which is the second half of this year, get ready. Inflation, in the, when, they, when they talk inflation, and this is the part, and I know we, we, we can uh, say they don't know what they're talking about, but this or that, but what they care about, and they care about wage pay. They want, they want to see companies paying more for the workers that are working. It's not going to happen. Because the, the, the realities are they're not creating any real good jobs to begin with. They said that they're now counseling on patients and concerned about the recent decline in inflation. And, and this is what all of you need to understand. This whole thing is stacked against us. They are concerned about the recent decline in inflation. In other words, boy, this stinks. Things aren't getting expensive, more expensive. We can't devalue the money fast enough. It's not working. And that the Fed is going to be afforded the patience under the current circumstances. One of the things that also was, you know, these are kind of the things that were and weren't talked about. What about this whole bond balance sheet reduction thing? This 
was supposed to be the minute where they gave us the big plan. Right? This was supposed to be the minute when they came out and said, this is how we're going to do it. They said that the balance sheet reduction, members all agreed that the process would begin. They still left the relatively soon verbiage, but they didn't give any detail. As a matter of fact, some of them specifically saying, hey, we'll talk about it at the next meeting. And the next meeting was when it was supposed to start. So even that now appears to be kind of on the on the fence. And when you look at, if you go onto our website today, so Ramon's got the CNBC spin of the Fed minutes. But I want you to go down and listen to Daniel DiMartino Booth and Larry Kudlow. You don't have to listen to the the last part where Larry Kudlow comes out and talks about statues and and, and all that other nonsense that's going around out there today. But they talked about how the Federal Reserve really backed off. And you're starting to see all these cracks that we've been seeing now in the data for the last year or so really starting to materialize. Right? So the wage growth thing is, is pretty much gone. Now there's concern that the retail sector is going to start again with the closings. And, and here's the thing. Half of all the stores need to close. That's just a fact. Half of all the stores need to close. Where did that number come from? And the answer really is simple. It came from the last crisis. And all of them, you know, and all the big guys, the Goldman Sachs and the Merrill Lynches and all of them of the world said, hey, you know what, we're overbuilt, half need to close. Right? Then the Federal Reserve started bailing people out. They lowered all of these interest rates and a lot of these what I'll call zombie retailers got to stay in business. And they did it by what? Refinancing all of their debt. And then because interest rates were so low, they got people to lend them even more money. And now with all those retailers, you know, like Kmart's and the Sears and Pennies and Macy's, and now Walmart says, get ready. Right? Dix came out and said, listen, it's panic mode. And now we're kind of thinking about, okay, now what happens when the waiter and bartender jobs subside? And I think this is what a lot of the Federal Reserve, even though they won't admit it, I think this is what a lot of them are seeing. And then, of course, we got the retail sales number, which everybody, I mean, not even, you know, I was obviously telling everybody that was nonsense, but even the actual analysts themselves that they put on, on, on television couldn't support it. But here's where it really gets interesting. Because one of the things that we've been talking about is how we have new all-time record high in consumer debt. Now, I don't care what they say the cause of the crisis was and what happened and what didn't happen. Ultimately, at the end of the day, the problem is very, very simple. They can try to make it complicated. They can try to make it seem uh, impossible to figure out, but it really isn't. 
debt markets struggle when people don't pay. Period. Whether or not they should have ever been given the loan, whether or not the the pricing is way overstated or there's bubbles or no bubble, is it fairly priced, is it overpriced, none of that really matters. The only time it really matters is when people stop paying. And, of course, we saw in the housing market, first it was, oh, hey, uh, defaults are, are starting to rise in housing. Eh, housing is not national. It's only, you know, it's just in a certain few places. No big deal. And then the defaults, what, they got a little bigger. And then we started hearing about, oh, it's just a subprime thing. And, and we were like, Sub, subprime? What's subprime? And, of course, then we started learning about how, hey, this is people that had bad credit. This was people who, back in the day, 20 years ago, this is a funny thing, you know, 20 years ago was back in the day, right? 20 years ago, these people couldn't get a mortgage. No, bad credit, forget it, right? You want a car loan? I'll give you a car, but you're going to pay three or four times the interest rate everybody else pays, right? That was kind of that area. All of these people got everything. They had credit cards. They had homes. They had automobiles. And and they said, oh, it was just a deep subprime issue. In other words, it was just the worst of the people at in the subprime that was the problem. And then it was a subprime problem, right? It was contained. It's just a subprime problem, and of course, really, ultimately, subprime problem is, it's our problem. Reason being is, probably one out of every two borrowers is in that category. This was out of Bloomberg. And this is kind of what the problem really is, because we shouldn't be at all-time record high debt levels, the consumer. Not with home ownership falling. But yet, here we are. It said on the 10-year anniversary of the start of the subprime loan crisis, here's a throwback that investors could probably do without. Right Now remember, right, the equity markets are all-time record high, not because they're earning more money, right, because, well, rates are so low, it's okay. The section of the auto loan market it's known in the industry as a uh, as a deep subprime, where the delinquency rates now in this category have ticked up to the levels of 2007. So we're back. Remember, I've been telling you for 10 years they didn't fix anything. They covered it up because they didn't want it to happen. They bailed out their banker buddies. They bailed out their friends. And now here we are right back in the situation again. This is according to the data collected by Equifax. Right, you know, one of the, you know, when you check your free credit reports, right, this is one of the reporting agencies. They said the performance of recent deep subprime vintage is awful. That's a pretty simple word 
everybody to understand. People have been warning for years now, and really probably for the last 18 months we've been talking about the auto loan problem, that the subprime car loans poses a threat to lenders as the delinquency rates have continued to edge higher. It wasn't until the very last quarter that the least credit-worry borrowers started to show the kind of late payment profiles that accompanied the start of the financial crisis. So, according to Equifax, this last quarter, we went into crisis mode when it comes to auto loans. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative perspective since 1983, continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Members of the Students for Life chapter at Kutztown University of Pennsylvania have compelled university officials to agree to stop censoring student speech based on content. This victory comes after an employee was caught erasing the group's pro-life messages written during National Pro-Life Chalk Day in March. School officials claimed that the incident was simply a misunderstanding, but the students and conservative advocates like Alliance Defending Freedom are skeptical. When the students encountered the school employee washing their messages away, they objected, only to be informed that he was just following orders. The school's policy broadly permits chalking on sidewalks and other uncovered walkways, but imposes restrictions on content that is incompatible with the university's statement on non-discrimination. This prompted Alliance Defending Freedom to send a letter to the administration, pointing out that the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled such content-based restrictions as presumptively unconstitutional. ADF said in a statement, Under the initial guidelines, the university could have censored a huge number of messages that officials didn't find palatable, and that's what happened with Students for Life. School officials insisted that the university supports free speech, including through our posting and chalking policy, but they did confirm to the media that the school's free speech policies have been revised to better reflect our support for free speech. College campuses should be places where ideas can be exchanged and free speech can be exercised. Students should not be intimidated into silence because an administrator might not agree with their views or simply have their free speech washed away. Kristen Hawkins, president of Students for Life of America and friend of Phyllis Schlafly, addressed this incident, saying... Too frequently, we see that public colleges and universities feel they can engage in censorship of a student group just because officials don't agree with the viewpoint of those students. Playing favorites while stifling free speech is, sadly, an all-too-common response of abortion advocates who prefer silence opposition rather than a free exchange of ideas. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Do you have a college-bound son or daughter? Do you care about the next generation? At phyllisschlafly.com, we expose the liberal agenda and anti-Christian mindset found on most college campuses and help equip conservative students to stand up for their beliefs. Visit us at phyllisschlafly.com and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
30 rolls left. Uh, thank you very much, by the way. I appreciate everybody who's uh, been doing business with us. If you've never ordered before from us, this is a great opportunity to get in. Uh, the rolls of dimes, there's 50 roll or 50 dimes in every roll. Uh, it equates to, if you took a blowtorch to it, uh, 3.575 ounces of silver. We call it junk silver in the industry. They come in these huge burlap sacks, you know, just like the old stagecoach robberies and stuff like that. That's literally what they come in, and they come in this white bucket, and a a full bag of junk would have 10,000 dimes in it. Uh, A full bag, 715 ounces. I'm down to the last 30 rolls at 800 Nine five one zero five nine two, which makes this so great is the price. You can't buy silver for a dollar over spot; it doesn't happen. Uh, but it, it's going to happen until we're out of them. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Now let's listen. They can cover it up and they can pretend. At the end of the day, when it gets right down to it, they'll come out and tell the truth. Right, because for the last two years they've been posing and and pretending and trying to make you uh, believe that somehow they fixed it, and then they point to these jobs numbers and say, "See, look, unemployment rate four point three percent. We fixed it." Of course, all of us know that's just because you changed how you calculated unemployment. The bigger part was what really, but but that's been around for a while, right? They changed the way they calculate unemployment. That's been for over 20 years now. But what's really changed is the type of job. It used to be that when they talked about job creation, they were almost universally talking about somebody got hired for a full-time, with benefits, job. The jobs that we get today, and, and really, it's it's not 100% reverse, but it's getting close. Part-time, marginally attached, consigned, whatever words they want to use, which means a part-time, no-benefits job. 1099 jobs. Right? These are the, the jobs that got replaced during the Great Recession that they somehow fixed, and yet they ran debt back up to record highs. They don't want to tell you this, but here's the truth. Even with their felonious inflation, people are earning less today than they did 10 years ago. That's just a fact. Did they fix the housing market? Come to find out yesterday, we found out, guess what? They didn't fix it, did they? Well, we found out, hey, the hedge funds are just buying them all. And, and what percentage are they buying? We don't know. They won't tell us. Are, is that 10% of the market, 20%? Is it 30%? Right, and then they try to, oh, well, the baby boomers won't sell their house. That's the problem, right? You know, and this, this supply problem. Well, we got. guess what? We found where the supply went. Right, Blackstone now owns every neighborhood in America. But here's 
the problem now. It's starting again. We're seeing an increase. This is back to Bloomberg talking about auto loans. They admitted the last quarter saw the default rates, late payments profiles, as they call it, the late payment profiles that accompanied the start of the financial crisis in the deep subprime. Then they they weren't done, though. We are seeing an increase in delinquencies across all credit scores. But in the highest credit quality, it's just a couple of points. <laughs> right? Those with the super good credit, they, the defaults are rising, but it's only a couple points. And the deep subscribe, they don't even tell, they won't say what the number is, but they're, they used words like substantial. What stood out was the issuers. They've been doing this for a decade or more. And now we're seeing that the relative newcomers are the worst in the category. And this is kind of the whole problem, right? Because you bought a car 10 years ago or five years ago. You need to trade it in. You're upside down. Now you got a bigger debt, and eventually it starts to blow up. They're talking about the start. So, so now let's let's put this all in perspective. Auto sales are declining. Auto defaults are rising across the board. Then you look at credit card defaults. Okay, we know for a fact credit card defaults are rising. Not like I don't want to pretend like it's this the, the car loan situation. It's not, but it's rising. But how about this article? This came out of. CNBC this morning. As college costs continue to rise, remember there's there's four legs of consumer debt. Homes, right? Mortgages, cars, credit cards, student loans. Those are the big four. Homes have gotten to the point where, hey, they just can't afford to buy them anymore, right? I mean, that's just, that's a fact. Now, the other three types, car loans is in trouble. Credit cards, they're going to hold out. We found out during the last crisis, right, the last thing they default on is the credit card, right, because that's their only lifeline. As college costs rise and incomes fail to keep pace, how many more times do you need to hear it? Where's Janet Yellen talking about this? Where is it? Instead, what do we get? Oh, well, wait, they're, they're going to rise later. Right? It's 10 years now. Isn't later here yet? I got, I got some bad news for you. Later's never coming. Nearly half of students who borrowed money owed at least $20,000 when they graduate. Okay. That's double what it was 10 years ago, but it gets worse. That would be bad enough. Right? Think about when the financial crisis started. Person that was on college taking out loans had 10 grand to pay. 
Now they're saying students, now it's 20,000 or more, and that number's doubled. But uh, the percentage of borrowers who owe more than 50,000 has tripled. Hmm. What do you think's going to happen? Think about that one while we're on break. Paper Radio News Hour. Finish off these dimes. Ten years ago, one in four people who borrowed money to go to college owed twenty grand or more. Ten years later, half of all people who have a student loan owe more than $20,000. And, of course, we know a lot of them don't even graduate. The problem is the amount of people who owe 50000 or more has tripled. The amount of people that owe $100,000 or more, it's off the charts. But that would be bad enough if I was just done right there, but I'm not. Fewer are also paying down their debts. <laughs> See the problem there? Right? We have more debt than ever, and guess what? Less and less people are actually interested in paying for it. People are taking on more student loan debt later in life. Right, we're seeing that, too. There's been a huge spike. And the amount of people 65 and older with student loan debt, 50 and over, it, it's incredible what's happening in that category. The 50 and older, the 40 and older, and these are these are my friends. They didn't go back to school, you know, at 35. They didn't go back to school at 40 or 45. They're still paying off student loans from when they went to school 25 years ago. They're taking more and more debt on later in life, and they're having a tougher time paying it back. Student loan debt has skyrocketed 256% since 2004. It's been growing by about $34 billion a quarter. And you start thinking about what happens if that stops. You know what that does to GDP growth? What Could you imagine? Right, and now we're starting to see this. They can't pay their car. They can't pay their student loan. What would happen to the economy if they had to pay it? Right, it'd be devastating. What happens to the economy? You know what happens when enough of them stop paying? What happens? The debt markets blow up. And this is kind of the, the problem. They don't want to talk about it. Right? They want to talk about some stupid headline about jobs. Right? Today, jobless claims another great... Oh, it was only 232000 See, it's great! They just won't... Why don't they just tell the truth? Listen, the only reason why jobless claims are down is because all of the types of jobs we create, those people aren't allowed to file for unemployment. But they don't say that. And they go out and they figure if they just keep saying the lie over and over and over, you know the saying, right? 
if you keep repeating the lie, eventually you'll start believing it. And that's really what we have. And today, well, and I guess yesterday afternoon, we got word that the Federal Reserve is finally starting to what? They're finally starting to crack. All right. Uh, I don't know how much longer you think we can get away with this. And and for some of them, they want to just come right out and admit, hey, listen, inflation's not coming. And, of course, when they talk inflation, I want to be clear on this. Us making more money isn't going to happen, right? That's what we're talking about. Wage growth isn't going to happen, right? Because the reality is we knew all along that we were not really telling you the whole truth when it came to that. And then when you start to figure that, and doesn't the rest of it make sense? Doesn't that really make sense in retail now? People don't have the money. Right? People don't have the money. And that's the main reason why. Yeah, does Amazon hurt? Sure, it does. But at the end of the day, people don't have the money. Auto loans. Why aren't people buying cars this year? What happened? We, we, we were on record high paces. 2014, 2015, 2016. What happened? And then you look at what Equifax actually said to Bloomberg yesterday. Hey, we are starting to see people starting to struggle. This last quarter, big change. Right? Because people were, remember, and I've been talking about it, everyone's been desperately trying to what? Work as hard as they can just to stay in place. And they were slowly losing. And now all of a sudden, the slowly losing gotten a lot bigger. And I think we're going to see a lot. I don't know what will happen. I was convinced that in September the bond thing was going to start. Now I'm not so sure. And if that doesn't happen, I think you're going to see a huge shift in what is real and what isn't. You know, because the realities are that the job growth thing that they've been talking about we is not sustainable. We can't create one out of every four jobs as a waiter and a bartender forever. Retail looks like, and really we've heard from, I mean, pretty much all the big ones now have come out and talked to us. Walmart today may be what, the, the, the biggest blow because they didn't even earn enough money Yes, they, they, and I'll say this, they did beat the sales metric, right? They got people to come in, whether they were shopping online, online or shopping in the store. But the promotional prices they paid, they didn't make enough money to pay for their dividends and their stock buyback. And now they said, by the way, we're going to ramp it up even more. If Walmart's having a hard time, how do you think all the rest of them are going to do? Which, guess what? Where do you think all these subprime auto and and, and student loan people work? Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment on a Thursday. 
Big Rob and I will be on tomorrow. Remember, Friday now, it's not Jack Daniels Friday or Coors Light Friday. $100 bill Friday. Let's see how that goes. Uh, gold's up 10 now, $1,287 as we continue to uh, digest the news that has been coming out this morning. Silver's up another 12 cents now, $17.06. The Dow is now down 160 points. Uh, the Nasdaq's down 22, or the Nasdaq's down 76. The S&P is down 22 points out of news from Walmart. L Brands, which is Victoria's Secret, and, and, and of course, all the other retail numbers that we've been been digesting more bad news also in the automobile market not only does the production decline continue uh now equifax is saying deep subprime has gone into the same levels of the crisis and that they're seeing defaults among every single credit category uh, what's left of the dime? Still got the 30 rolls of dimes left. Come on, people, 65 bucks, uh, a dollar. Now we're what? Now we're close down to a dollar 12 over spot. Uh, the last 30 rolls of dimes at 65 dollars on the gold side. I don't have a lot of them. I've got 30 of the five dollar liberties. Uh, the regular price is 370 bucks. We're going to take off 15 dollars a coin. 355. For the quarter ounce, $5 liberties, I also have those in stock as well at 800-951-0592. And and just get ready. All of these things that we've been talking about are starting to happen now. All of a sudden, all right, the inflation thing, we're going to have to get rid of that. Uh, it, It looks like the retail sales numbers, even with the fantasy that they're trying to portray, isn't going to last as well. And, and now we have the sub, the deep subprime automobile uh, crisis now in effect. On top of that, we got news today on student loan debts, new all-time record highs in price and the amounts of debt. Uh, the amount of debt over 50,000 tripling in the last 10 years. The amount of people actually paying on student loans continues to get worse. So as we kind of look at how all of this is going to play, who's really going to buy this stuff? You know, the baby boomers, they, they all started hitting 70 and a half, and, and I'm seeing it in the stock volume, right, where the NYISE is down to 700 million shares. I mean, this used to be something on a heavy day would be over $2 billion. A light day was, you know, 1.2 to 1.3. A, a bad day used to be about a billion shares. Now we're looking at averages of $700 billion, uh, and falling. It, it's a dangerous place. It's a dangerous world to live in. Uh, that just means things could move very, very quickly. Make sure you take the time and put some more assets away. It uh, looks like you're going to be glad you did. Rolls of dimes, rolls of 50, pre-1965, silver dimes at $65. On the gold side, great uh, quarter ounce, $5 liberties. They're at 355 at 800 951 
Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We'll talk again tomorrow.